Glad you're all here. You know, I'm excited about today because I look around and I wasn't, I didn't think it was possible for our church to, to dress up. And you guys are all dressed up today, so that's kind of good. And especially because it's kind of cool in here, right? It's good. But so glad you're here. Uh, really excited about today. Uh, I am, you know, we've been asking and I'm asking uh, God to speak to you and to speak to all of us in this really powerful and personal way. A lot of times, you know, we, we hear stuff and we wonder, if it for us, is this for us? And I'm praying today that the Holy Spirit would speak to you and it would be like the Holy Spirit is speaking, you know, just personally to you this morning. Uh, we're at the start of a new year, but really a start of a new season in the life of our church. And, you know, it's, you know, I've shared with other pastors and friends of mine, and, you know, we talked about last week about that <clears throat> word that one of these, one of a minister in Canada had about this year being a year of unprecedented breakthroughs. And, and more and more I'm hearing around that, yes, this is going to be, this is a year of unprecedented breakthroughs. And I believe that we're going to experience God's power in greater ways. And that's really exciting. You know, a few months ago, <clears throat> Pastor Max came to me and said, you know, we've got to pray more for healing and things like that. We've got to be able to see God's power because God can heal. And we've got we to gotta see his power. And so I believe that this really is a year in which we're going to see breakthroughs in our lives and breakthrough in our city, but also um, a year in which we experience God's power in, in greater ways. But, but in order for, for us to experience that, in, in order for God to do something, we've got to do our part. You see, we just can't sit back and say, oh, we want to we see this, we want God to do this. We've got to do our part. And, and I was doing my through the Bible in a year reading, you know, in, um, was last, late last September, <clears throat> and I came to this passage that kind of, um, it made my spirit jump to attention. You know, there are times when you read your Bible and all of a sudden it's like there's something that jumps out and you know that God's trying to get your attention, that, that you kind of know that, that God is highlighting this passage and that somehow, some way, it's really significant. Well, I highlighted that. I wrote a note next to it and I began to just pray. And I decided to pray on that passage regularly, every day. I would pray, I would think about it. And then a few weeks later, about three weeks later, at this um, Transform Our World conference that we went, a bunch of us went from our church, Ed Silvoso spoke on that very passage that, you know, that God highlighted to me. He spoke on that very passage and, um, in his opening address. And as he's speaking his message, it's like, I just know, I just know that that this passage and his word is for us. That the Holy Spirit was making it really clear what this passage is what God is calling us to do. That if we want to see the breakthroughs and we want to see God's power in greater ways, what is it we're supposed to do? Well, this is what we're supposed to do. And I knew God was speaking uh, to me and and as I've been praying and thinking about it, this is growing sense of urgency and excitement, spurring, uh, just really stirring up in my heart, you know, maybe like, like never before. 
You know, there's just something I know that God is that God is calling us to, and I'm really excited, and I just wanted to share with you this morning what God has put on my heart, and, and really what God is saying to us, more importantly, what God is saying to us as we move forward. And so, you know, what is God saying to us here at KCF? Well, the passage that God highlighted to me in September is found in Isaiah 60. And Isaiah 60 is talking about the coming Messiah. And he's talking about You know, he's talking not only about the Messiah, but the new Jerusalem and the new kingdom that's going to be established. And in Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 3, I believe that that's God's word to us. And I want you to let the Holy Spirit speak to you because that is what God is saying to you. I don't know what God wants me to do. This is what I believe God wants you to do, you know. And when I read this in September, it was... Not just, you know, sometimes you read. It was not just reading a passage. It was as though I could actually hear God's voice speaking this passage to me as I'm looking at it. And in Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 3, it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, And his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light. And kings to the brightness of your rising. And God is saying, arise and shine. And, you know, have you ever heard that before? Have you ever heard that phrase, arise and shine? You know, that's something that parents say to their kids, right? When in the morning, when they're still in bed and they're lying there and they're sleeping... And, and, and a mom or a dad would go in and say, hey, time to arise and shine. Yeah, that, that there's school. You don't want to miss out on school. Or they, you know, there's something that we got to do. There's something important. It's time to arise and shine. And what God is saying to us is, KCF, it's time to arise and shine. That it's time to get up and get ready. Don't miss out on something so important and so exciting. And right now, I just want to pray, open your eyes, open your ears, open your heart, and see what God is saying to us all. God is saying, people of KCF, it's time to arise. It's time to arise. And arise means to get up from where you are, right? So no matter where you are, what God is saying, it's time to get up. Oh, no, but God, you know, I've I've been experiencing your blessings. I've been experiencing your faithfulness. I've been experiencing your goodness. It's really good right here. I'm just enjoying life. Life is wonderful. Life is comfortable. I like it. And what God is saying, I know it's good, but there's so much more. And will you arise now? Will you get up from where where you are Will you get up because there's so much more, and I don't want you to miss out. You see, for the last year, we've been saying how God has called us to go and make disciples, right? To be a people that will go out and, and follow Jesus no matter what and where he takes us, and to go out and just share with people the good news. We've been talking about prayer evangelism, that we bless, that we you know, we build relationships, you know, in fellowship with them, with people around us. 
and then we meet needs and we pray and we ask God to meet their needs, you know, what, what's going on in their lives, and then we share the good news about Jesus. And we shared how, and we've been talking about how important it is for us to be a church that will go out and invite people, to go out and reach out to people. You see, may we never be a church that say, no, we just want what we have here. It's comfortable. We want a closed church. We want, you know, we like a church where we know everybody, you know, because it's, it's familiar to us. And that's never God's design. And that's not what God is saying to us. He's saying, guys, it's time to get up. It's time to arise. It's time to get up and get ready to move because there's something so important that he's calling us to do, you know. And, and he's saying, people, it's time to arise. And what he's also saying to us is, people of KCF, it's time to shine. That it's time to shine. That God is calling out to us to arise with a purpose. It's not just, hey, get up. What are we going to do today? Don't worry about it. Just get up. No, he's saying there's a reason why I want you to arise. He's saying that people of KCF, it's time to shine. That it's time to shine now. That it's time to arise so that we can shine the light of Jesus in this world because thick darkness has covered the earth. Thick darkness covers everyone everywhere, you know? And he says, you know, that... That you've been called together for a reason. You know, and I'm trying to get your attention right now for a reason. It isn't just to get up, but it's time to shine. That we have a purpose, that we're to shine. Because there's so much darkness all around us. What is that darkness? Well, let's look again at a passage we looked at last week, 2 Timothy chapter 3. It says, but understand this, that in the last days, and I believe we're in the last days, there will, be, there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God, and having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. It's just, you know, darkness is what's happening all around us. There's just a lot of selfishness going on, and just people are just concerned about themselves. And, and does this sound like the world in which we live in today? If we look at this, and we honestly look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, is this where we live in? I, I think it is. I think this describes where we are. And if you're not convinced, well, let's look at Romans chapter 1. Okay, Romans chapter 1, verse 19. It says, they know the truth. Talking about the people. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. Since, for ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities his eternal power, his divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. And especially for us living here in Hawaii, we look around at all the beauty, and they're just testifying to, to the, the reality of God. 
And what Romans is saying that it's obvious all around us, but we choose to ignore it. And he goes on in verse 21. He says, yes, they knew God. They looked around and said, well, you know, this is amazing. They knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. Isn't that what it is today? People say, well, no, God couldn't be like that. God wouldn't do this. And all these foolish ideas about what God is like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. See, darkness, again, covers the earth. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living, all-powerful, all-amazing God, they worship idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. And you see, he says darkness is covering because we knew God, we know who God is, we look around, it's just so clear, and we said, no, but we want to make our own description of who God is. You see, God has to be like this. Because God is love. God, is, God has to be like this. You know, God surely would let me do this. God surely would let us do that. You see, and, and he's saying, what happens, instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worship what their minds could conjure up. We have worshiped what our minds can conjure up. And then it goes on in verse 24. So what happens? So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their heart desired. No longer worshiping God, we do what our hearts desire. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worship and serve the things God created instead of the Creator Himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. That is why... God abandoned. God says, all right, I'm going to abandon you to your shameful desires. Even women turn against the natural way to have sex and indulge in sex with each other. And men, instead of having normal sexual relationships with women, burn with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men. And as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserve. Harsh. But that's what happens when we just say, we're just going to do what we want to do. You know, and, and God surely is behind this, and we make up all these ideas about God. goes on in verse 28. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God. Isn't that true in our world? Isn't it people all around say, what? You believe in God? What? See, even though they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, Sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. He says that's what happens. See, we think, no, we got to just live together and just, you know what, everybody do what they want to do. This is what happens, friends, when, that, when, when we're allowed to just do whatever we want. No, that's not going to happen. Really? Isn't that what's happening today? They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand, break their promises, are heartless, have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die, 
yet they do them anyway. And worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. And I look at this and I think, ah, that's what the Bible is talking about darkness covering the earth, thick darkness covering people. See, that's what happens. And, and, and there's so much darkness around us. But, but you know what? That is why I am so excited. I am so excited about being alive. I can't think of a better time. People say, no, I want to live in the... No, I want to live now. Because there is so much darkness. There is so much need for God's light that I want to live now. I am so excited that we have been born and we've put here for such a time as this. That I am so excited that God has raised up this church to make a difference for right now, to arise and shine. You see, I am so excited that, man, this is great, that God is calling out to us. And he's saying, people of KCF, arise and shine for your light. Say, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For, yeah, there's darkness all over the earth. Yeah, there's thick darkness over the people. But the Lord, but the Lord will arise upon you. I want so badly that as we go out and we arise and shine, I want so badly to see God come and arise upon us and that his glory would be seen on us and that nations, wouldn't it be awesome? See, that's what God's calling us to do, that there would be nations coming. They're seeing the light and they're coming. They said there's got to be something better than this. And kings and leaders and officials, they come and says, you know, there's got to be something better than this. And they come to the brightness of our shining, of our rising. Isn't that great? That's what God's calling us to. That's what I'm so excited for. You know, and yeah, there's darkness. I don't really care. There's going to be difficulties. I don't really care. Because what God is calling and the, the potential of what God wants to do is just so much greater than all that. I mean, there's so much greater, you know. And Jesus said in John 8, 12, that I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And Jesus said that he's the light of the world. What do we shine? We shine Jesus. And when we stand up and we arise and we shine and we shine Jesus, Jesus is the light. We don't walk in darkness anymore, he says. You know, that, that Jesus says that we will have the light of life. That, that you and I, that we don't have to be clouded with all that darkness. That Jesus came to pierce that darkness. And he says, I'm calling you now to arise and pierce that darkness and shine. And when you shine, they're going to see the light of Jesus. And he's saying, I've called you to shine and shine my light and shine my love in this dark world that you have been created, that you are all here, that God brought you here for such a time as this, for such a time as this. He could have created you to live at any other time. But he chose for you to be born now. He could have had you anywhere in the world, but he brought you right here. You could have been anywhere this Sunday morning, but God brought you right here. Why? 
Because God is drawing you to himself. Be encouraged. It's God saying, come on, come on, arise, shine. You don't know who I am, God. You don't know all this. doesn't matter. He says, arise. Get up from where you are and shine. Because when you begin to shine, it doesn't matter what you do because you're not going to walk in darkness. You see? That the light of life, the light of Jesus will shine upon you. It's time to arise. It's time to shine. But it's a time that we walk in the plan that God has given us. We arise with a purpose is to shine. How do we shine? We walk in the plan that God has given us. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14, it says, For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, arise and shine, was what the Bible is saying. Arise from the dead, and Christ will what? Christ will shine on you. You see, God is saying, all you do is you arise. And all you do is you begin to walk in the plan. All you do is begin to shine, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. See, and what, what, what God is saying to us is, hey, arise and shine. And let's walk in the plan that he's given us. And you know what? We've got to prioritize. And we've got to make the best use of our time because we've only got this much time. It's precious. And the days are evil. The world is covered with darkness. And we need to arise and shine. And we, I've been praying about this. God, we've got to rise and shine. I've been praying, God, you've got to show us what to do. Right? Because what does it mean to shine? You know? And after much prayer, God has directed us to make some adjustments. To make some adjustments in how we organize things at our church and how we do things. And for the next season of our church, what we're going to do is we're going to filter everything that we do. Every little thing has to go to this grid. And we're going to do some things, and we're not going to be able to do everything because it's got to fit through this grid. You see? But whatever God calls us to do, we're going to do it the best we can. And, and we're going to filter everything in our church through what I'm going to call the three B's. A, B, C's, the three B's. Everything we do will fall under one of these three B's. And, and simply what these three B's are, it's just a process. It's about taking steps. It's about steps that a person takes in following after Jesus, right? And so we're going to keep things really simple, but we're going we're to focus on these three B's. And the first B is belong, that there is a need for us to belong, right? And belong is the first step. Now, people say, really, you got to belong? See? Because in, in a traditional type church, it's always been about you believe in Jesus first, believe, behave, and then you belong, right? And, and it's like you believe in Jesus, you learn how to behave, and you know, don't do this, do this, and all that. And when you kind of get your act together, then you can kind of be a part of the church. But Jesus never operated that way. You know, Jesus would go out 
into the city, and, and, and people and prostitutes and all kinds of tax collectors and all these other people loved hanging out with Jesus. They felt a sense of belonging and acceptance and love. And so the first step for us is belong, where we're going to have to set up opportunities for people to just come and just feel a sense of belonging and acceptance. And you know how it is when people come to a church, it's like, what do we do? What? And, you, you know, just, and, and we just got to make it easy. We got to love people. And that when, when people let down their guard, right, then it's like, okay. And then the Holy Spirit can begin to speak to them. So we go from belong, and then the next step is believe. That when they let down their guards, and when we begin to do prayer evangelism, and go out and love and create a sense of belonging, then, then what the next thing is that they drop their guards, and you know, they say, yeah, you know what, maybe, maybe there is something there. And then this next step is this crucial step where, where a person feels loved and accepted by those in the body of Christ, and begins to open their heart to God, and they make that crucial decision to accept Jesus as their Savior and as their Lord. And it's, it's where they say, yeah, I'm in. I'm going to follow Jesus. I believe. And then they take that, they feel safe enough to take that, that next step to public, de- publicly declare their faith by getting baptized. And so that's the next crucial step for us is the step of believing. And we're going to help as many people as we can. First, we help people to belong. And then we help people to believe. To believe in the God who brought us all here today. And then after they believe, the third step, the third three of the three B's is become. It's not behave. It's become. It's the step where we now become a disciple of Jesus. That we grow to become everything that God's called us to be. All the gifts, all the skills, all the talents, all the everything that we encourage and we encourage and we equip people and we, we spur them on to become everything that God wants them to be. And that's become. And everything we do in our church will fall in one of these three B's. Is this a belong thing? Is this a believe thing? Is this a become thing? And everything we do will be according to that. And what we did was we want to help people find Jesus. We want to help people accept his gift of salvation. We want to create a culture where everyone knows there's a sense of movement. Because so often in church, it's like, oh, I go to church. I go to a small group. I do this. And, you know, we just check things off the list. You know what Devo Yadamari likes to say, we get our dose of God. And what we want to create, because that's not what Jesus wants us to be. God, Jesus wants us to have this culture of movement where we're always taking steps. See, that someone comes into our church, that you in our church, you know what, where you are and what your next step is. And we're not going to pressure you to take that next step. We're going to encourage people to keep taking steps. But there'll never come a time in the church where someone says, I achieved everything. I can relax now. I am a Christian. Yes. No. Oh, this is my next step. All right. I got another step. All right. And I want us to have this culture 
where people are continually moving because that's what Jesus did. And so what we did was we're organizing, and what we're doing is we have our church leadership team, and that they're going to be responsible for the different B, and they're going to work really hard, and I want you to get to know them. You might even want to join them, you know, but I want to call them up now, the members of the church leadership team. I'm going to call them up. You know, it's kind of quiet. We should clap for them. Yeah, you're like, yay. Yeah. Clap for the church leadership team. Yeah. We can give them a round of applause. See, a round of applause. All right. All right. See? And it's really good to have them up here. You know, like we have Tyler Sue back there. And she goes, that's my mom. That's my mom up here. Mom's up here. Yeah, see, that kind of stuff. So, like, yeah, you can wave. There she is. Oh, she's, she's all happy, you know. Daniel's slinking low. But, but this is the church leadership team, right? And so you have, like, Pastor Max Fowler and David Doe, all right? And, and at this time, they're heading up the Belong team, all right? They're the Belong leadership team, and they're assembling a team, right? They're looking out right now, right? You're just looking out. Yeah, yeah, they're looking out. And they're assembling a team to serve this church by providing opportunities where we can reach out to people outside the church and invite them in. They're going to be organizing things like outreach events, you know, fun things and good things where we can invite people in. Um, they'll be also, they're going to be organizing this, this really exciting thing. You'll hear more about it in the future called the Alpha Course, where, you know, just this great thing where the Holy Spirit really uses this thing and this 10-week thing and people who are far from God, you know, after 10 weeks, they're like, I'm in. It's like crazy. But we're going to be doing that and, and they're going to be organizing that and they're going to do anything and everything that will help us reach out and help people outside the church come in and feel a sense of love, acceptance, and belonging. That's what they're going to do. Everything that happens according to that, that's them. All right? And then we have, okay, and then we have the, the belief team. At this time, heading up our belief team are like Cheryl Siu, Colleen Leopoldino, John Morimoto, and Jared Miyamoto. That's the guy. Max said, they're not as powerful as them. That's why they need double the amount of people. You see, but, you know, just... <laughs> but, but what we're going to do is, for, for this belief step right now, we're really going to focus in on our worship services. That, that this team will be seeking God for ways to, to more effectively share the truth of God's Word and, and provide this environment in our service where people can make that decision to accept Jesus. You know, that they can say, yep, we're in. And they'll be providing opportunities for people to get baptized. So, you know, I tell you what, if, you know, the service, the worship service deal is your deal and you kind of like this thing, God's giving you ideas how we can kind of like, you know, tweak this thing and add thing and whatever, you know, mark on congas, whatever it is, this is the team to see, all right? And they're kind of responsible for all that's going on today. It's the belief team. And then last but certainly not least. Probably the most powerful team, the most powerful leaders that we have in our church today. 
because, because by far this is the most important step, the become step, where people become followers. They grow and become followers of Jesus. And, and the become team, that's Tammy Oyadamari and I. This is, this is it. It doesn't get better than that, you know? You know, they, they all wanted to be with me on the become team, but Tammy just aced them out, and he said, no, you guys go. So it's Tammy and I at this point. Uh, we're doing that. And, um, and, you know, just, I tell you what, just being able to work with Tammy, you kind of want to join that team, just to work with her. See? Really. Isn't that true, Cheryl? Yeah? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, anyway, but, but you see, we're going to provide steps for people to grow in their relationship with the Lord and, and to become disciples. You know, we're going to look at the whole giant focus is small groups. Now, that's a perfect opportunity and a perfect environment for people to grow in their relationship with the Lord. So we're going to push small groups. Not only are we going to do that, we're going to look at doing a seminar where you know, you can discover what your spiritual gifts are, you know, your, your skills, your passions, all that stuff, how you put them together and how God can use you. We're going to be doing that. We're also going to be doing a ministry fair, you know, this fun time that we gather together and people look at the kind of how they're wired by God and then where they can serve in the body, whether it be part of the believe thing, I mean, the belong thing, the believe thing, and the other become, you know, whatever. It's an opportunity. It's going to be fun, you know. But we are also going to be helping people to become. How do we help people become the leaders that God has called them to be? So that's the church leadership team. Everything we do in our church is going to be filtered through the three B's and these outstanding people. So thank you, folks, for what you're going to do. Thank you so much. Great. See, I, I'm excited because almost like never, maybe when we started the church, I, I just see God setting things up. That God is speaking like he's never spoken before. He said, church, arise, shine. And he's not only saying arise and shine, he said, this is what I'm calling you to do. You know, all of a sudden he started to, to, to bring to mind about the three B's and setting this up, bringing leaders. We get together, we talk, and things are being set up. And so I'm excited because God is setting things up so that all of us can arise and shine. These are exciting times. These are challenging times. But man, there is not a better time to be alive than right now. And it's a time for all of us, the people of KCF, to arise and shine and to walk in the plan that God's called us. The question is, will you? Will you arise and shine? You know, will you trust God a little bit more than what you trust God today? And will you make a decision and say, you know, I, it sounds, I don't know, but I'm willing to take that step that, yeah, I'll get up. What do I need to do? You just need to get up from where you are and begin to shine. What does that mean to shine? To get engaged and to get involved. How do we do that? Speak to one of those guys. Talk to me. 
We're going to be talking about that in the future. We're going to give you opportunities. But it starts with a decision, with you being honest with yourself. And maybe maybe it's you saying, where am I in the process of these three Bs? Now, where am I? You know, um, am I right now in this belonging stage where, you know, I, I feel really good about being here. I haven't made a decision to follow Jesus yet, but I, I really like being here. And maybe you're there. Are you willing to rise and shine and take that next step? Or maybe, you know, you've made a decision. Maybe you said, yeah, I'm a Christian. And you've been baptized. Or maybe you haven't been baptized. And maybe that's your step. Time to arise and shine and get baptized. And maybe you have. And maybe you're comfortable. And you're saying, well, I'm really, really busy. And maybe God said, will you arise and shine and maybe reprioritize your life? Because there's nothing more important. Because the world is covered with darkness. And God is calling us, we just got to shine. And maybe it's like, all right, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to rise and shine. I'm going to take that next step. Where are you? You've got to take stock of where you are. And then you'll rise and shine and make that decision to take that next step. Now, on your seats, there's a card, right? It's a response card. Grab the response card now. It's very important. Somebody goes, ah, I'm not going to take this. Well, you really don't have to because I'm not going to force you. But I'm also not going to force you to be a person who might be put into the grand prize drawing, right? Because all the, for the grand prize today, it'll come out of these response cards, all right? And you're saying, man, that's tricky. That's right. That's right. The other stuff, you'll get a ticket for that. But for the grand prize, we're going to pick one out of the response cards. All of a sudden, where's that card? There it is. All right? And if you need a pen, you know, members of the Belong and Believe and Become team are going to come around. They got pens. Right, if you need a pen, compliments of Hyatt Regency Hotel, Return them to Cheryl after. Oh, they can keep it? All right. All right. Good. Thank you. All right. There's a response card. Thank you, worship guys. And this card is so important because it represents a decision you're going to make to arise and shine and experience God's presence and power in, in greater ways. It's also your ticket to the grand prize today, right? And it's going to be really, really good, all right? So fill this out. But this is what it is. We're going to take time to pray, and I want you to ask God to show you. You know, what is that step? Maybe it's taking a step to stay and learn more about God and His love for me. Maybe that's it. Maybe, you know, you're, you're just checking things out. You're, you know, you're kicking the tires of Christianity. Maybe that's it. Or maybe it's taking a step... And you're going to accept Jesus as your Savior. Oh, how do we do that? We talk about that. It's just believing. Believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that, you know, that God sent Jesus to come and die for you. And he died on the cross for, th- for you. And he got raised on the third day. He got resurrected. And he's alive. And he came to save you. He said, you know, Jesus, I accept your sacrifice for me. Accept what you did for me. Okay, maybe it's that. Maybe it's taking a step in being baptized. 
Maybe you've never been baptized, or maybe you were baptized as an infant. You didn't know what was going on. Make it, you know, maybe that's your step. Maybe it's a step to grow in Christ and join a small group. Maybe it's take a step as a disciple and maybe say, you know what? I'm going to make it a point. I'm going to invite people to service. I'm going to do that. That's my step to arise and shine. Or maybe it's to take a step as a disciple and serve somewhere in the church. You know, see, see one of us. Say, you know what? I think God wants me to rise and shine. I think He wants me to do something. Come see us. All right? But let's pray and ask God. And as He leads you, you know, check off the box or boxes indicating the steps you're going to take. All right? So let's pray right now. Father, I pray. I thank you for these called out people that you've called them. You're calling out to them to arise and shine. Will you show them what their next steps are? And let's just check off the boxes. Just check them off. Take a step of faith. Check them off. Father, just lead people now. Infuse us with faith. Infuse us with faith. Will you show everyone here? We thank you in Jesus' name. We're going to be, the worship team is going to be leading us in a song. You know, take some time to fill that card out. And maybe in a minute or two, people will come down the aisles to collect your cards, all right?